Welcome to the Women Shifting Gears podcast driven by Hemmings. I'm your host, Amanda Busick. Our podcast aims to introduce you to the inspirational women who showcase their talents and leaderships across the automotive and motorsports worlds. And even when I have my own moments of doubt and uncertainty, it is with this community of women that I'm reminded of what is possible. Thank you all for sharing in this space of authenticity with us. Here we go. At only 17 years old, Chloe Chambers has already established herself as a budding racing phenom. The New York native will make her W Series debut in the doubleheader weekend at Formula One's Miami Grand Prix. The only American on the roster, Chloe races under the Jenner Racing banner alongside two-time W Series champion Jamie Chadwick. With poise, grace, and confidence, Chloe joined us on the Women Shifting Gears Driven by Hemmings podcast after attending high school earlier in the day. And will we see a female in Formula One sooner than later? It will be me, responds the teenager wise beyond her years. I'm a fan. You're going to be a fan. We're all Chloe Chambers fans. Welcome to the Women Shifting Gears podcast driven by Hemmings. American racing driver Chloe Chambers joins us today. And Chloe, we are just moments away from you kicking off your inaugural season with the W Series. At 17 years old, you are joining into a series that will race alongside Formula One. How did this opportunity present itself for you, Chloe? Well, I was contacted by um, one of the people who works for W Series. And pretty much since W Series was introduced, my dad and I had made the goal to get into W Series. Um, He could fund me for one year in cars out of go-karts. And um, basically, we were just hoping that that would give me enough exposure that W Series would see me and then invite me to a tryout. And so that did happen. And it it worked out pretty much exactly how we planned it to. And um, I mean, yeah, now I'm here. I want to go back to uh, the earlier part of your career uh, and a career being at eight years old. I know that's kind of when your four-way into racing really started, but you kind of grew up around motorsports and automotive. I know your dad was into some track days, but what do you, what's your earliest, earliest memory of being around a race car or with automotive? I would say probably with my dad. Um, we he used to do track days, as you said, and so um, I remember helping him out. Like, I guess you know, just clean the car. Even um, I remember helping him wash the car a lot, uh, doing a lot of that. And um, I remember he was turning his car into a track car, so he was putting like a roll bar in it. He was changing the brakes. He was he got a new steering wheel for it. And it, it I just I just remember helping him out doing some of that stuff when I was younger. And uh, I, I mean, I still help him out with a bunch of stuff today. And um, it's kind of turned into like a family sport for us. When was the moment when you said it's my turn? That was at one of his events. Um, he was just doing a track day at Virginia International Raceway, and I was with my mom. I don't, I don't remember exactly the year, but I was seven years old. I'm pretty sure it was later in the year, so it would have been like 2011. And I just, you know, I saw some go karts out in the parking lot, and like some people were driving them around, and I saw some younger kids as well. And I was like, "Well, mom, I want to like do that, or like you know, drive a car or something." And uh, so, yeah, her and my dad did some research. They found out what go karting was. They found out that's basically how you get into professional racing. 
and I had grown up watching Formula One. So I had always thought Formula One was really cool and I wanted to do it too. So go-karting was the way to go. In that process, you guys track down how to do the karting. You, um, I'm sure, find a way to enter yourself or talk about those early years of, of what you were learning and how your talents grew. Yeah, so I started out just doing it kind of for fun. And, uh, you know, obviously, I enjoyed it a lot from the first time I stepped in a go-kart and I, I had just loved it. And my dad did too, you know, he, he's into cars, he's a car guy. And so to see his daughter racing as well, I mean, he enjoyed it. So him and I would spend a lot of time up at the track. And I, uh, when I first drove, I drove when it was starting to get into the winter time. So the track shut down up in the North and all winter, I would ask like, when can we go back? When is it going to be warm enough? And so, um, <laughs> Um, I, I did some like indoor karting to kind of, uh, you know, keep me up to speed for the next year. And so I went, I, w- I went back the next year and, um, I did my first race and everything. I had my first full year in go-karts and I just, I just loved it. And so I guess, um, from then it, I just kept progressing and moving up into the national levels of karting and I, I, I kept progressing and, uh, I guess honing my skill in karting, and so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's ended up getting me to where I am now. What did you love about it? I think I just loved the competition. Um, I had always been kind of the competitive type, like a one-on-one type of competitiveness. I, I I did swimming for a while, and I like the sports where I guess you can you can visually see where your competition is. Like my brother likes soccer, but uh, I, I wasn't into the team sports and you can't really like, I, I like the racing sports. Like you could see your competition next to you and know you had to go faster. And, you know, I, I just, I just really liked, I guess, going head to head with everyone. Do you find any similarities between sim- swimming and racing? There are definitely similarities. Yes. Um, I think that it's, it's almost the same kind of competition. It's similar. And there's also a small team aspect to it. It's, it's not necessarily a team that helps you like, you know, they're not driving the car with you and, you know, in swimming, they're not swimming, you know, to help you swim. But uh, uh, I, I guess you have the support of a team still. And it's, it's kind of similar in the way that your teammate, you're still competing against, but you're on the same team. So, uh, I mean, I always enjoyed having that element as well. And so I stuck with swimming so that I can have that kind of sisterhood that I didn't get from racing. I just want to point out to our listeners, it's 4 p.m. Eastern as we're recording this podcast. And uh, that's because Chloe spent the first part of her day in high school what do your classmates think of what you're doing? I think a lot of them think it's cool. Um, they might not quite understand it the way that I do. I feel like it's it's really hard to explain to people. And I think just watching it on TV doesn't quite do it justice. Like if I could choose, I would like bring my school with me to a race and like, as like a field trip or something <laughs> so they could see it in real life and they could really understand what I'm doing. And I think that they try to support me, you know, they, they do the best that they can. And then, you know, some of the things that I do, like when I did the world record or when I was on America's Got Talent or when I went and met Caitlyn Jenner, they were, they were just 
so impressed with that. And it was just, it was kind of funny to see because the, the, none of those were like, you know, me racing somebody. And so, uh, you know, my classmates tend to like the more high profile things that I do. <laughs> do you ever have moments of, is this real? Yeah, I think sometimes I do. But to me, what I'm doing is all I know. Like, I've never really had a baseline to go off of. I just know kind of like, oh, this is what my friends are doing. And I guess the way that my life has been for the past uh, nine years now is kind of just a normal for me. And But for everybody else, it's exceptional. That's awesome, Chloe. I want to go, uh, you know, we're, as mentioned at the top of the show, we're super close to you having your debut at a W Series event. Um, when you prepare for a race such as uh, a Miami street circuit, how do you get yourself up to, to gear on the challenges that are going to be at that race? Well, a lot of these tracks are on the simulator and the simulator is a really big part because these races require so much travel and especially the European races, you know, I can't just fly over there for a weekend practice and then come back. And so having being able to do them on the simulator and learn the track before I actually get there is a big um, is a big help. And it pretty much just helps streamline the whole process of, you know, once you get to the track, you already know the track, so you don't have to learn it. So then in the first practice session, you can just kind of, you know, refine your driving skills. You can um, do the car setup. And I guess... Um, you know, the simulator also is, is a fun way to wind down after a race. You know, you can't, you can't stop thinking about racing. So, you know, you get back on the simulator and you race. You get some back on friends. the simulator after the race? <laughs> I, I do. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm doing it with some of my friends. Uh, I, I, that it's, it's not, it's competitive in a little way, but it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun as well. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a stressful kind of like serious race that we're doing. So <laughs> when you, uh, just mentioning your friends and kind of even your classmates, uh, on our side, it seems like motorsports and automotive, it's kind of having a strong resurgence and kind of a renaissance and people are paying attention. Would you say that people your age are, are into motorsports or into racing? I think people my age are into some of them. I think, I think more now than ever are into motorsports. Like I, I'll even, even people of all ages, just generally here in the U S like my teachers sometimes, like I, I've caught my teachers, like YouTube recommended page being full of formula one videos. <laughs> and you know, when I tell them like, Oh, I have to be absent this week because I have to go to a race and guess what? I'm going to a formula one race and I'm racing in the support series for it. Some of my teachers who understand that think it's really cool. And I appreciate that a lot. And it's, it's just makes it a whole lot easier for me as well to, you know, have to tell them that because then they understand it and they, and they know what, what it all is and how important it is. Is there someone from a racing specialty that you look up to? Well, I have always looked up to Lewis Hamilton. Um, I started watching Formula One you know, in his early days, like 2007, 2008. And I mean, I think, I think 2008 is probably the earliest I can remember. I don't really remember much from 2007, but 
I always thought like, oh, well, he looks cool. Like, you know, he's got the bright yellow helmet so you can pick it out easily. He's in the, uh, he's got like that, that like chrome McLaren livery. And so I was like, well, that looks cool. So I'm going to pick whoever that is. So I, I kind of stuck with him and I guess now it, it kind of worked out. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I've always looked up to him for uh, ever since I first started watching Formula One. And um, But right now, I think, I think George Russell is doing a really good job. And I'm, I'm excited that he's with Mercedes and that he's able to run up front. And hopefully once Mercedes gets their car better, he'll be able to start winning races. What do you think makes a good racing driver? I think having just the 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 will to want to uh you know refine yourself work hard obviously having a good work ethic is really important being organized as well i think keeping yourself organized off track is really important for um making yourself better and uh i think just generally being an overall hard working confident determined person are there things you do every day to work on your craft yeah so it gets a little difficult with school sometimes but uh you know i i try to get on the simulator to prepare for the next race i do physical training at my house um in my home gym and you know i try to i try to eat relatively healthy you know i'm not i'm not on like a crazy diet or anything but um, what we eat in my house is typically pretty healthy in general, so it's it's pretty easy for me to do. But <laughs> so uh, I mean, I guess every day you kind of try to make yourself a little bit better than the last. And you know, I I, I do a lot of the stuff on the business end um, for my racing with my dad, and so I've been kind of learning about that. And you know, once I go off to college, I'll be able to actually focus on that in school as well. Is there, when you look over the last um, several years that you've been racing and in carts and stuff like that, is there a, an achievement that you can point to or a certain moment that you think has led you to this place? I think 2019, um, I had a really good race um, in Las Vegas. And it's, it's one of the biggest cart races in the world. And in my class, there were 80 people. And so all these people were from the US, Europe, you know, and just pretty much everywhere. There's somebody from everywhere. And so, you know, all these people come over to race in this one race in the US. And it turned out to be probably one of my best races and the, you know, in the highest profile race that I've been in, in carts. And I had finished third at that race out of 80 people. And so I, I almost won it too. And, you know, I think just when I was driving, I wasn't thinking like, oh, third will be good. Like, <laughs> um, I was, I was obviously trying to win the race and I got really close to, but it, it was, it was so close in the end to the finish. Everybody was under a 10th away from each other. And it was, yeah, I think it was probably one of, one of the best races I've had in karting. Were you nervous? I don't think I was really nervous about it because I had gone into the race not giving myself an expectation to win. But what, I mean, you know, just I was exceeding my own expectations. So I guess anything better than what my expectation was, was uh, a win for me. And I think obviously I would have loved to have won it. But I think third place at a race that big against all, all of these people who have 
racing carts and won world championships and had had all these accomplishments overseas. I think for me to have come third is was a pretty good accomplishment. When you're inside the cockpit or when you're racing and that desire to win or that competitiveness takes over you, do you feel like you're the same person? I think I am. I guess in in a way when I'm driving, I, you know, I, I kind of zone into just driving. And so it's, it's, I'm still the same person, just, I guess, more focused on what I'm actually doing. So I, I don't have to talk when I'm racing really, um, you know, I don't have to actually show my outside of the car personality while I'm driving. So, um, you know, I, I think I have a competitiveness that really only comes out when I'm racing. I don't have a need for it outside of racing, outside of driving a car, like in day-to-day life. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I would say I'm the same person. What do you feel inspires that? I think just you know, I, I want to be myself. I don't want to, I guess, come across as fake in any way or um, plus having to change my personality is harder than just leaving it as it is. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just find that I don't, I don't see why I have to change it. And so I guess just, you know, stay who I am. Of the 80 competitors that were on track that day, how many were women? I think it was me and one or two others. Is that hard for you or is it motivating? Well, I don't think it's hard for me because I've, I mean, I mean I've grown up as a girl. I've always raced as a girl. And so I, I don't see it as any different. Like I don't go out on track and tell myself, oh, well, you're the girl against all these guys. And so I guess when I go out and race, I just see myself as a driver and trying to race other drivers. I don't think anything different when I'm behind another girl. And I think usually the best racers that I've raced against don't care if I'm a girl. And they don't get upset that, oh, a girl beat them. They get upset, oh, another driver beat them. And I think that's when I have the best races. Do you feel that there are maybe some benefits or advantages to being a female in motorsports? There are definitely advantages. Um, I think it's actually an advantage that there are less of us um, because when when you when you're able to kind of you know show up the boys like it's 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 a good you know confidence booster booster and I think that having a lot of confidence is very important in racing. And I mean, it helps me out, I think for sure. And if you don't let it bother you, then I mean, nothing else, nothing can, nobody else can change it. So you'll just race the best that you can. And I mean, that's what I've always done. I've just gone out and tried to do the best that I can. Well, I was reading and not many people I think can add this on their resume. I I hear you're a Guinness world record holder. Please tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, so that was the Guinness World Record for the fastest vehicular slalom, which is basically, um, ju- it, it's it's common in autocross. Um, it's just, uh, for this slalom, it was 50 cones, and they were all spaced about 15 meters apart. And, you know, you had to weave in and out of them down on an airport runway without hitting or touching any of them. And so, you know, the, the Porsche had brought me the idea, they had organized the airport thing they brought the cars they had like the film crew and everyone there and so 
I had kind of just showed up and, um, you know, they had everything ready. And so uh, it was, it was really cool to be able to work with such a big company like Porsche. And I think the experience of it all being in something so high profile like that, um, I, that was, that was definitely really cool for me to tell my friends and everyone really. And so, you know, I, I ended up driving the Porsche 718 Spider and completely stock, like pretty much as somebody else could buy it from a Porsche dealership. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was definitely fun and it was something new for me too. I, I had never done any slaloming. I had never done anything in a road car. Actually, I'd only just gotten my permit to drive, so I couldn't even drive fully. So <laughs> the only experience I'd had is driving to the airport, like on the freeway. So <laughs> how did that opportunity come about? Well, Porsche had brought it to us. They had kind of uh, thought about some I guess, perspective ideas for what they wanted to do, what record they wanted to break. And then they finally landed on the slalom. And originally they had wanted to do it in the Taycan because they could then, um, you know, like challenge the electric car industry. And so originally that's what they had wanted to do. But with the Taycan, the, the, the wheelbase is a lot longer than in the Spider, and the, the cones you can't, um, move them farther than 15 meters apart. And so I had done it in the spider instead. And they had always been intentional in keeping it stock, just, you know, as somebody could buy it, because it really shows the true handling of the car. And it shows the capabilities that Porsche has um, to do with their road cars. How do you balance, you're talking about this certain event being high profile, and then you have the job of racing, the race car, how do you balance the kind of the, the media side of things versus being a driver on track? Well, there, to me, they're two separate things. When I step into the cars, I basically have a completely different mindset when I'm driving like a road car or a sports car compared to a just, just you know, an open wheel race car. They're completely different. You have to take on completely different driving styles. And I think to me, they're they're different enough that it's almost like I'm just I, I just like forget about the other way of driving and I drive the car how I'm supposed to drive it. And then on the media side of, you know, even our podcast or doing newspaper interviews or magazines, or how do you balance the requests that come at you on that side? So usually uh, when I get a lot of the requests, except for when I'm, when I've been doing the W series media, they have a media team that kind of helps me with that and brings me the interviews and tells me a date and time and they organize all of that. But when previously it had always been my parents and I, and so we would usually base it around whatever my school schedule is. And I, I would usually do them after school or I just do them on the weekends when I had a bunch of time. And, you know, I, I had usually just, I think our family has a pretty good little like management team <laughs> and we've been able to juggle it really well. And, um, I think it, our system of doing it has been working so far, but to have the help of the W series, um, team, I think that's a huge help and it's definitely been made my life a lot easier. <laughs> and then tell us about America's Got Talent. Oh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. I had never done anything as high profile as that. And um, originally they had 
told, just kind of told us like what the whole extreme edition was and like what their ideas were. And, you know, we, we, we originally had said no because I knew and my family knew what America's Got Talent was. And we were like, I, I don't know what they're going to make me do, but I can't do anything on a stage. <laughs> so they had explained what extreme was. And so I was like, okay, well, this can really be something. And I guess, and so AGT had contacted some of the contacts that I have from Porsche Cars North America, and they had given us the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta to use for the day for filming and everything, and for me to do my act. And that had been a really cool experience. Um, I got to try out everything at the Porsche Experience Center, and I think I've never been there before. You know, I- I'd flown into Atlanta, so I'd seen it so many times, but I had never actually been to it. It's definitely a really cool facility they have there and everything. And I think that the way that America's Got Talent set everything up and organized everything and uh, the way that I was portrayed on the show was really good. And I think I had a lot of support from it, from people just like online and people from school. And, you know, to be able to tell my friends like, yeah, I was on America's Got Talent. It just made so many more of them become more aware of what I'm doing and that it can actually go somewhere. Well, going somewhere it is, and uh, that's going to happen as you step into your first race. When you got the call that you would be a W Series driver, what was that like? I was definitely so excited. I had It kind of just gave us confirmation, my dad and I, that what we had done had worked and that it was going somewhere and that finally I would be taking a really big step in the right direction. And that, uh, I mean, we had known W series was a really good series. It was professionally run. It has a lot of media exposure and it can help develop your driving a lot through just from one year of it. And so I was obviously really excited about it. And, um, especially this year, two races being in the U S I think that just made it even better. And you are part of Jenner Racing. You are linked up with uh, Caitlyn Jenner on this uh, series and this season. Uh, what's the relationship between you two? So I had gone out and met her in LA a few weeks ago. Um, I went back and met her. And so we we had spoken. We had done some media as well and everything before Miami and um, Jamie was there as well. And we, we all just kind of got to meet up before the race so that it would take some stress off of having to meet everybody beforehand. And so I think Caitlin is really cool. You know, she's got a lot of knowledge about the sports world and being a high profile athlete. And, uh, she has a lot of knowledge about racing too. And it's, it's cool to hear what she has to say. And I think a lot of it I can take and learn and, use it for the rest of my career. And I I think she just, she just genuinely likes racing and like, you know, she has a lot to say and it's fun talking to her about it. She has so many stories about both racing herself and being an Olympian. And um, I just think a lot of it is really cool to hear. Absolutely. A lot of horsepower on your side. And how do you plan to take in this upcoming race week? I am Definitely planning on just learning from it, taking as much of it as I can to Barcelona for the next round. And I think I think it, it, it 
I'm just so excited like to 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 be going and I had never gone to an F1 race before. Okay. <laughs> so this will be my first. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm excited. I've um I've been looking forward to this uh for a while now and so to finally be going and um to be show, showcasing my skills to American fans, I think that'll be really fun and uh, so exciting for me too. As you mentioned, Barcelona, I think I, that's your favorite track, right? As of right now it is because it's the only track I've driven in Europe. And I think, uh, well, actually it's, it's, it's the one of two F1 tracks I've driven at. And so I think Barcelona is a really cool circuit and to be able to experience the European circuits is completely different from American circuits. In some of your media stuff, you talk about being a female in racing, but you also talk about being adopted. Talk about your family unit and how they have helped you get to this point. Well, my family has obviously been really supportive this whole time. You know, my, my siblings are supportive and, you know, I support them in whatever they're doing. Like my brother plays soccer. And so I, I'll support him in his soccer games. He'll support me at my races. And my sister, she, um, you know, she's, she's into like dance and uh, she, so I, of course, my siblings and I love each other and uh, we try to support each other. And then my parents support has all has been, you know, just they, they couldn't have supported me more. And I think my parents do a really good job of supporting all of their kids and I guess keeping them going on the right track. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the way our family works is, you know, we, we call it the Chambers family circus when we pull out of our driveway in our RV on the way to my races. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah, it, it's, it works and um, it's been really cool to, I guess, see how far we've progressed. So you, um, your dad is the car guy. He's the racer. He's the track days. And his daughter is going to race on a track where there will be F1 cars. Can you imagine what he's going to be thinking that weekend? Oh, I, I don't even know what he'll be thinking. He'll probably be just so proud and uh, so excited as well. You know, he loves racing. So if he gets to go to another F1 race with me, then... <laughs> <laughs> You know, he also gets to go to an F1 race too. So <laughs> he's definitely happy. And to have me racing on the same circuit as F1 on the same weekend, that I think, you know, it'll be a really cool moment for him as well. What's the dream, Chloe? Well, my ultimate goal is Formula One. Um, I had grown up watching Formula One. And so when I got into racing, I was like, I want to be like the Formula One drivers. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sticking with that goal. And I want to get into Formula One and have the opportunity to win. Um, I don't just want to get into Formula One and then kind of be in it, but not competitive. I want to be competitive. I want to be with whatever team will give me that opportunity. And, you know, I'm American, so of course I have to do the Indy 500. And uh, I've been to the Indy 500 once, and it was you know, I mean, I'd never been to it before. I'd only just kind of watched on TV, but being there in real life, even last year with their half capacity, it was still, there's still so many people and everybody kind of in Indianapolis, obviously they all know about it, but the atmosphere in Indianapolis, like before the race and during the race, after the race is just so cool. And it's an iconic race as well. And so of course I would love to do that race. And then uh, so far, 
I have just gotten into doing some sports car races with my sponsor, um, Monoflow, and we've been doing some endurance races in a Porsche GT4 club sport. And so I had kind of gotten a little taste of sports car racing. And so, you know, I've, I've added on there um, the <laughs> Daytona 24 and the Le Mans 24. Uh, you know, two iconic sports car races, one being in America. That's awesome, Chloe. Well, Chloe Chambers on the Women Shifting Gears podcast, driven by Hemmings. Chloe, we always have a segment on here called the Hot Lap. Uh, and what we do is all this is hypothetical. So you can say uh, what uh, what first comes to mind or, or what would be uh, the dream for you. But if you're going on a road trip, where are you headed? Oh, where? I mean, I don't think I would have a specific destination. I think, you know, I, I would try to go to as many racetracks as I could. <laughs> hey, destination um, unknown. We haven't <laughs> had that answer before. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like, I really enjoy the traveling aspect of racing. Um, I like being able to see all these places, um, experience all these different cultures that a lot of people don't get to see and experience. And I, I'm really excited for that this year. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've just always enjoyed, I guess, learning new cultures, learning new things in general, really. So we are on a road trip, destination unknown. What are you driving? <laughs> oh, honestly, I would drive probably, it, it would depend on the case. But if I were on my own, I would probably drive like a Porsche GT3 RS, like the new one. Okay, I like it. And in this uh, Porsche destination unknown, what's on the radio? Oh, you know, I, I like listening to books. I wouldn't have a song playing. I don't know. I think listening to books, but I wouldn't have a book. The only thing is it would have to be whatever I'm listening to at the moment. And right now I've just recently kind of started Caitlyn Jenner's book, um, The Secrets of My Life. And so, you know, I'd, I'd have to finish that book and then I'd figure out another one to read. <laughs> All right. So that's on the radio. If you're in the left seat, who's traveling along in the right seat with you? I would say probably, oh man, I have to pick between my parents then. <laughs> I'd say my dad. Yeah. He's been, he, he got me into racing and he's been so supportive as is my mom, but you know, my dad would probably get a kick out of it driving with me. <laughs> any, any, uh, favorite road snacks? A favorite road snack, you know, all right. I really like white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. They're like really specific, but I, I just, I just love those. <laughs> One of the goals of the W Series is to get a female into the Formula One ranks. Will we see that in your lifetime? And why is it you? Uh, well, I, I am pretty sure we will see it in my lifetime. And it, it, it would be me because I have a lot of... I'm young, so I have a lot of time left in my career. I have a lot of more time to you know, improve my driving. And I'm at that age where where I am right now is about the right place I should be if I want to get into Formula One. And if I get into Formula One, you know, a few years from now, three or four years from now, I'll have enough time left in my career to make it a long Formula One career. And so I'm hoping to accomplish a lot in that career as well. Chloe Chambers on the Women Shifting Gears podcast driven by Hemmings. This Women Shifting Gears podcast driven by Hemmings is a production of GS Events.